0: Welcome to the We Love Arabian Horses Podcast, sponsored by Markel, the insurance with horse sense. Let's jump right in. Hello, and welcome to We Love Arabian Horses. I'm your host, Scott Benjamin, and it is a real pleasure today to have with me Christine Jamar. Christine is the owner and breeder of Jadim Arabians in Belgium. She wears a multitude of hats in our industry, and she is one of the most well-known and accomplished horsewomen. Today to be found anywhere in the world. Welcome, Christine. It's a pleasure to have you.
1: Uh, thank you very much, Scott. It's for me an honor that you asked me to be interviewed. So it's really a big honor, and I'm really glad I can do it and share maybe some thoughts and uh, share some experiences. Uh, I hope it will be helpful for some people, and if everybody can give me advice, I also am happy to listen to it. <laughs> so it's always nice. Yeah, too. It's, it's always nice to meet all the breeders.
0: So tell, so tell us how you got involved with the Arabian Horse, Christine. What's what's your origin story?
1: Originally, I was a show jumper. And uh, when I uh, got engaged with my husband, my husband didn't like to go every weekend to competition because he wanted really to have a wife at home. And know those days, it was like that. And my neighbor had Arabian Horses and took me to uh, one competition. It was the study license, and I started to love it because he was my neighbor. He also took care of my horses when I was on holiday, and I took care of his horses when he was on holiday. So that's how I got involved with the Raven Horse, and I started to like the character very much. And then when I was engaged, before I got married, to be sure, I had horses, I bought two Raven Horses, one for my husband and one for myself. And uh, this is how it started
0: so so how did um so from that origin story from show jumper to discovering arabians with your neighbors how tell us about jadem arabians because it's a very well-known stud now internationally everyone understands what that J means at the end not larry jerome larry jerome shares that J in north america but your J is definitely the identifier of a quality horse an extremely high quality, world-class quality horse in Europe, in the Middle East. So how did how did Jade Arabians get started? Where did the name come from? And and tell us a little bit about that whole beginnings for you and where it's gone today.
1: Uh, the name is from Shamar, the name of my husband, half of it, or part of it. And then uh, my name is Damir Saman. very long. So the three last uh, letters come for my name, it's, that's why it's j So when we married we had to find a name we only had two horses but pregnant so we had to find a name for the stud we all i was already thinking about only breeding so that was the reason but the first uh, time we went on competition with our offspring so the first baby there was about three months old i think and then the other one was a year old so there was two years that was in, in uh, 1980 because i'm married in 1978 so it was uh, very exciting to go to the international show in Belgium, where all the big breeders were. And we were very lucky. The Colt, who was three months, was junior champion at that time. It was called yearlings two and three year olds. Yeah. And I got the compliment for the Colt that I bred, but for the mega boat. So that was very good. <laughs> so, and then the other yearling Philly was first in the class. So that was nice, really. And that's how how you start uh, to continue, because you feel good and you say, okay, I am on track. And then you get more excited and then you want to buy more mares and you want to buy more breedings and to select. And uh, this is how it uh, went. But in 2019, I always wanted Polish voice. It was for me too expensive at those days when we went to Poland to see the big auctions. Uh, I was always like, uh, wanted to have them, but was impossible. But then uh, uh, sorry, in 1990, uh, in America, there was a kind of an exchange, I don't know, a tax or something, tax thing. And a lot of horses came on sale. And there are about 11 mares and at least one stallion, Pierce. And they were the first Polish horses, except one mare that I bought already in Ecom auction, and that was Guana. What was very important for me in my breeding program too. So she gave me uh, Galia, who gave me uh, um, the the grandmother of uh, Galardo, so that was really good. The daughter.
0: So it was around, it was around 1990, about 10 years in, 10, yes. 12 years into Jade and Moravians that you took a shift towards Polish. Worship. Yes. You have absolutely branched out to different bloodlines in the last 20 years, very successfully. But I think the core of your herd is very much identified with Polish horses, Christine. Tell us about your relationship with Poland and some of the horses that came from Poland that influenced Jada Moravians.
1: Um, I was, um, I've was i been traveling in the beginning to learn a lot. So first I went to Spain, then I went to Russia, then I went to Poland and afterwards also mm. to Egypt. But when, when I was in Poland, and I visit Mikhalov's this was the horse that catch my eyes and I said, this is what I want to breed. This is the horse I want to breed. So after in Egypt, I was afterwards in Egypt and with all the respect of Egyptian breeders, but there were only a few that I liked over there. I think the best one may be sold at that moment. I don't know, I heard that it was like this. And I saw some beautiful mares also. But for me, Mikhalov, there was the qual- the quantity and the quality was together. So and that's how uh, I started, and I bought some breedings uh, over there also from eucalyptus because I bought horses, to horses in America. I bred to eucalyptus, I bred to Pamir, and uh, those offsprings I kept, and then we continued. And it was a whole experience during communism to go with the trailer to Poland, and uh, that was before just after communism, I think it was no before we went, no. With the trail over there, and that breed your mare, it was not so yeah. easy, but it went. <laughs> yeah, there was a challenge, indeed.
0: So, so, but, uh,
1: thanks God, all possible.
0: No, no, that's exactly right. So, so, you and I actually met in in those early days in Poland when I was there in the early nineties, and and you drove in to the driveway with those two beautiful mares. Oxia was definitely one of them on the on yeah. that two horse that two horse trailer. To breed the eucalyptus yes. at at the time and so that relationship with Poland and mihal led to a very famous story about a, a young stallion that you discovered when you were looking for a stallion to lease tell us about tell us about that horse and how it changed your the history and the trajectory trajectory of of jadim arabians um,
1: I was looking for a study, you know, the, I love Eucalyptus daughters and Banda's daughters, but they are a little bit short in the group and longer in, in, in the back. And I wanted to correct this, so I was looking for a stallion. And then I talked to Jotun Fredriksson, who was uh, very popular there in Poland also, and, and there was all the plot lines and the directors. And we went together and to see a stallion, but this was Verbum. And I, he was for sale, but Verbum for me was not the horse that could improve my, and my eyes could not improve my breeding program. So I said, uh, I, no. And then they showed me a lot of other horses that they had, the stallions, but they were not for lease or whatever. But suddenly I saw extant coming out. And, and you know, in in uh, the hard ground, the polar, when it's freezing, it can be very cold. He was trotting like hell. He had long hair. He was like a big teddy bear. But he had some charismatic things that I got attached. And Ursula bialabok the wife of Mr. bialabok took me by the arm because she didn't speak much English at that time, and brought me to the office to show the picture of all these bloodlines from the E-line. Mm-hmm. And so I was convinced this, this talent I want to have because I would like to have those mares. And that's how I took extent. But they said, no, he is not, uh, he is not for these. So at the end, I called in the hotel my husband because there was no iPhone. I called my husband in the evening. I said, we have to come back next week and we have to offer the double that they normally ask to lease the Stalin because I want this Stalin. And that's how it happened. <laughs> and I had to... Yeah. I did three, uh, three times of times. Well, in 1990, 2000, then again around 95 and then later in the 90s at ten. 90.
0: No, no, it was he was. Yeah. It, it's an amazing story, Christine, for sure. The fact that he ended up, yeah. he ended up at your place, and then they they wanted him shown, which you didn't you didn't mind showing him, but that's not why you wanted him. You wanted a breeding stallion, and then okay. from he went from fluffy unknown nobody to this to a triple crown yeah. winner in two thousand, and the most famous, the famous show horse on the planet, really, and and changed everything, didn't he? Yeah,
1: let's go. That's correct, because I had to go to the show, that's true. But I just wanted um, him for the breathing program, you know, because his dam has a beautiful croup and a short, strong back. So I was thinking about this. And her neck was maybe a little bit shorter, but as my mess had good neck, so I was uh, I was thinking about the combination. But I remember the first time we went to England to show, because Mr. Bialybock said, you have to show the horse. Said, oh my God, now we have to go to the show. We went to England, the next show we could find, that was correct. Big and uh, he got thirteen twenties, and everyone was surprised. But he loved the crowd. He loved the people clapping. He loved the people uh making noise. And you know, in England, when the horse trots, they make a hell of a noise. Thank and the more do. they made noise, the more he was trotting. It was fantastic. <laughs>
0: yes. He's still popular in England. All those years later, twenty-two years later, he's still remembered. So, Extern yeah. Extern has ended up in a lot of. Of really famous pedigrees on your farm, hasn't he? Especially through the extern daughters, like yes. those extern daughters. When you yes. bred you had some good extern sons early on, like Gilly and and but it was really those extern daughters that have left the greatest legacy. Yes. Right. What are some of those horses that we would recognize that have extern in their pedigree of that are Jaden bred that that are you that are you're really proud of those horses having those extern elements in their pedigree?
1: Um, we have uh, Gomera, this is the mother of Calardo, yep. and it's out of the eucalyptus store. Um, it's with her mother, a grandmother that we went to Poland to be bred to eucalyptus. Mm-hmm. So, and then we had this eucalyptus that I bred with next and I had Gomera, full sister Gabriela. Then we had also Dana, da, uh, Danuta, it's from Dana, it's from mare that we bought. Uh, we had several uh, extant daughters that we like. Mojiba was very good. Out of the uh, Pegasus, the, the Pegasus was uh, Palas Plishka.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and uh, out of Morning Light VF, the, one of those mayors, the, the most important mayor about from the States in 90, 1990. Well, so, right. and we still are, uh, yes, yes, we still have those granddaughters over it, and we still are continuing on those bloodlines. So the M line comes from Morning Light. Yeah, that's... it was a it was a out of first light.
0: So so speaking of speaking of dam lines and and Poland and that combination. So you you always had a great you've always had a great eye for recognizing quality horses. And you many people don't know this, but you were the first one to purchase an embryo right out of a young mare that was leased from Mihał to the U.S. and you purchased an embryo, right? When you were standing another very famous stallion, and we'll talk about Jaden Arabians and, and the famous stallions that have stood there in the past, but you made a really wise breeding decision and created a horse called Emerald J. So tell us a little bit about that whole experience and what Emerald J, you know, Emerald J said quite a journey. He's he's left you, he's come back, he's left you again, he's come back, and now he's home. So tell us a little bit about that process, about what was your what were your your thinking. In creating Emerald J and how he's, how, what he means to you today at JATEM.
1: Uh First, um, I, I'm happy to tell you the story how I got him because it was not so easy. Um, Greg Alun had the mare in Mondoria.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, when I visit, I love the mare. So, and also the pedigree. And I want to, to buy an embryo, it was very expensive. So, I never told my husband before it was born. So, <laughs> I bought the embryo, right? Yeah took two years to get uh, a, 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 an embryo with qmr uh, They wanted me to change the stallion, but I didn't want it from qmr because qmr was at my farm also and I loved the stallion. And then uh, when the baby, two weeks before the baby was born, I told my husband that I expect uh, a fall in, in the U.S. Oh, he said, that's good. Then we can go after the show of Las Vegas to see him because it was very close. And indeed, uh, Siggy called me and she said, Christine, it's a born and it's a cult. And I asked her how it looks. Tell me honestly. And she said, Christine, it's an okay cold. It's good. Nothing wrong, but nothing spectacular. But he changed by getting older. And when he was one year, he started completely to change more type, more, more, um, I don't know, more uh, everything. Charisma, everything he got. And he's getting it more and more even. Now, of those days, he looks amazing. It's dark, 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 like Gaza. And uh, always, when you take him out of the table, you cannot forget it. He is always showing off. He thinks he's still four years old. <laughs> so, and he is very important, of course, in my breeding program because of the mother. Also, I love the mother.
0: Well, and again, that was another opportunity for you to bring that e family into the program and combine it in a wonderful way. Yes. With some, so many other genetics. So, so I don't know if this was your original. Intention, Christine, when you started Jadam, but certainly as you've expanded over the decades, you Jadam has become home to some really famous stallions. You've stood a lot of really famous stallions for your clientele, and yes. you've, you've represented a lot of frozen semen. Tell us a tell us a, a bit about some of the famous stallions that you've had in residence at Jadam. Yes,
1: we have many many famous stallions. So before. In the very beginning, I had Markema, I don't know if you remember, knew, it's Marcianin, Markema.
0: Absolutely, absolutely.
1: Yeah. Uh, this whole, this guy came to me, but I forgot he years, it. I, think it oh, I, don't know, I don't know if it's in the beginnings of the 1990s or something. Um, and uh, we took him to Monton, but there was a European Championships at Monton at that time. And so he was uh reserve European champion, there was no silver or gold at that time, it was reserve European champion. Another very important horse that I got in, 1990, in 1992 was Prisrak from uh, Russia. Yeah. And that was Kan uh, count out of Tashka and he was the father of Druk. And also who was Druk was as well good for racing. He was derby winner and European champion at the show ring. He was born in 1970. So he was 22 when we bought him together with the owner of Markema. So Markema was before the end of the 80s. Then Guist for me was very important because I saw him in the state studs of task. and uh, he was as well also producer for good race horses, good show horses, and good endurance horses. So that was the horse I had an eye on. But he went to America, and I couldn't buy him at that moment. And uh, when I heard he was for sale, about bought him, and he was very good in my place because he bred the mother of Extreme, uh, and Extreme worked very well again later on on the extend orders to get more strength so we have pyrrhus and pyrrhus was a bandos stakes winner was also a champion in the u.s and the showing santa barbara supreme champion he was concealed champion from Stanis at uh, six or seven and older but uh, i didn't have any good offspring of him so i did work i had a lot of goals but uh, but they were all good for endurance but uh, they had no no left then I had Pegasus the Palace Pishkasan. Yeah. Uh, uh, who was good for me because I bred I bred him to that morning light, the band's daughter, and I got um I forgot her name, but the mother of Mohiba. And she was Starlight. I got Starlight and it was very, very, very good for me because I had a lot of offspring of that damn mm-hmm. line. And also the Aziza's mother comes from that line. So it's good. And then I had Extent, Jo Mark, um, I had um, Padom Saiki, Mahnum Gold, Jamil Al Rayan, uh, Seti Faik, uh, Padom Image, Im- Imperial Mashar from the King of Morocco. I wow. got him here for about three months. Nowhere he has been else than in my place, just to to freeze the semen and to sell the seed breedings. And this was a whole experience because those days the standard was not allowed to go off my off, uh, off my farm because the king trusted me very much and he had also groomed it. So I did the collection of the semen. We had to bring it to the clinic to freeze it. It was a whole thing, but that was really also fun, you know, in your life. It was something <laughs> special. And it was a beautiful style, by the way. Beautiful black stallion, yes, yes, yes. And then uh, Abba Qatar, we had world champion, Child Dream Desert, the father of Shaella and Felicia, mm-hmm. mother of uh, H M Madam Van Gogh. Uh, Shanghai EA was here for training and also for collecting semen. when he was two and a half. He, he was um, trained to go to the European Championships where he was gold champion those days. Uh, then uh, Aya Justified was world champion. MFI um, Farid, Alexander was here to freeze him. Then we had to show AS uh, Harir and to freeze Excalibur, Aden C, uh, AAS Edisha from uh, Brazil, but I have no offspring of him because when he was really in condition, I was gold champion here, he had to leave and go back to Brazil uh, because uh, Luciana wanted to have him close to her. She was missing him. And then El Charles was here, El Palacio, that I love. I lost here in Ecuador. I was he also to be trained to the, go to the World Championships? So it's uh, quite a lot. Maybe I missed some,
0: but uh, that's that's a really it nice yeah absolutely. That's it's it's amazing the horses that have passed through Jadam and have and have either for standing in to other for freezing semen or even in some cases just being prepared to go to the horse show. Like it's it's an incredible yes. it's an incredible legacy, really. In the end, Christine. So speaking uh, of
1: also that, Royal Collins was here. It's
0: true. Royal Collins also was here. I forgot, yeah. like you say, just to go to the show. Yeah, so yes, yes. So, as a breeder, Christine, because I know this is where your heart really lies, but I think that's what gets you excited more than anything. What are can you tell me some of the horses um, that have really impacted you, the stallions and the mares that have really impacted you as a breeder? Like you either you saw them. And you thought, okay, that's the direction I want to go, or you use them in your program, and you're like, okay, these are the horses that really pushed my program in a in a direction that was positive and changed it.
1: Um, yes, of course, the eucalyptus blood for me was very important. Then externally, changed my breeding program. Like, one styling has to improve. Let's say we will go in steps because my goal. not to go to the show my goal in the beginning was just to breed very good brute mass Mm -hmm. but at the end they they looked so good that you go to the show with the extend orders and uh, the the eucalyptus daughter they were a little bit lazy but the extend doors they were showing and they had everything the beauty big eyes so uh i was lucky that i chose extend because i chose him to correct the bodies and give the push for a show Mm -hmm. and he did it but he did more than that i cannot explain i still uh, Still my lover, you know, it's something special.
0: No, he did. He he allowed you to jump forward several generations, which is really, which is really. really yes. Yeah. So. But this is
1: for the fantastic.
0: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So were there any, are there any horses that, that you haven't used in your program that you think I would still like to have some influence either past or present, like horses that may be alive today or horses that. You thought about it in the past something I would have really loved to have had an opportunity to use those bloodlines at Jadam.
1: Uh, I have been thinking about that question, and the one I would love to have was Basque, because I've been looking for Basque daughters. I could not find them almost in the states; so they were not for sale. Yeah, that the beautiful ones. This is the one because it goes back also to Bandola, and I love Bandos. But Basque was different horse, and um. I love. I saw some beautiful uh, mares of him, but they were not for sale or very expensive for me at that time.
0: Well, and they were. They were just sort of at the latter part of their productive lives, weren't they? Too, when you were just getting started. So it was hard. I mean, you ended up. You ended up yeah. with Boskin the pedigree anyway through Extern, thankfully, which was a great combination.
1: Yeah, yes. That's true. You
0: know, yeah. Yeah. That's true. This has been part one of Scott Benjamin's interview with Christine Jamar. Make sure to tune in for part two, which will be in your feed soon. This is Austin, director of the We Love Arabian Horses podcast. Thanks for listening. If you want to share ideas, feedback, or want to get involved, send me an email at austin at com.